Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World Internet Radio Broadcast with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Listeners, welcome to the May 31st, 2009 broadcast of the Unexplained World with your host, Ed Shanahan. It's me and Annette. Hello, Annette. Good evening. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> good evening. How are you tonight, Ed? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, uh, for all the people listening, Blog Talk Radio has a new chat board, which I was surprised to see. And uh, it's kind of big, so I don't know. Um, how much I'll be controlling it, but I see Royce is out there, so Royce, uh, feel free to, uh, I'll keep on watching you, uh, people got answers, you feel free to answer. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, listeners, our guests tonight, um, are going to be people from the vampire community, and we'll be bringing them on, there's going to be three of them, in a minute or so, and, but at this moment we would like to talk about what we have coming up um for those that have been listening to our show for the last two months of course we got june 9 june 13th at the same asylum in bartonsville illinois it's approximately two weeks away overnighter beyond the veil with ursula bielski and myself let's go to the unexplainedworld.com and go into the um section about upcoming events and stuff like that and you'll see information there. And then we have Annette and I will be on June 20th. Um, tell the people where we'll be, Annette. We will be at the Tutti in CME, and that is uh, Italian for a gathering of like-minded people, essentially. Um, it's like kind of a pagan festival, and it's being held on the summer solstice. At the... Um, Arabian Nights Farm in Willowbrook. And I got the address. It's 6526 Clarendon Hills Road. And it's super easy. Just tap in Arabian Nights Farm, Willowbrook, Illinois, and boom, a map and everything else will pop up. Um, Tell the people what it's all involved. From um, 11 o'clock in the morning until 6 p.m., we're um, scheduled to have three um, circles, three rituals throughout the day, uh, one by the children. Um, if you have kids, it's definitely a family event. Please feel free to bring the, the kids along. Um, we've got all kinds of things scheduled to keep the children busy and kind of give them an idea of, uh, you know, uh, contemporary paganism. We um, will have, there'll be vendors. Ed and I will have a table. In fact, today, Ed, I didn't even tell you this yet, but we've been asked to do kind of a um, meet and greet, kind of a seminarish kind of thing in one of the tents for oh. for a time. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we can kind of talk about what the unexplained world does. Um, if you're a fan of the unexplained world or a listener, you probably want to come on out, and we'll have a kind of an open forum so we can all talk about our experiences. Um, mm-hmm. There'll be drumming, there'll be music, there'll be laughter. <laughs> Bring a dish to pass. Um, we'll have lunch and food there. So it should, it should be an awesome day. The vendors, oh, there'll be tie-dye and uh, incense and candles and books. It, it, it's just everybody will come out for this thing. It's really getting popular. So don't miss yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, the last one was a very, 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 very nice turnout. And... Uh, this Arabian Nights Farm, um, if I'm correct on the location, everybody should love the lo- you know love it. Uh, yeah, it's like ten yeah. acres. They even said that there's like going to be like a petting zoo for the kids because they train the horses there. So. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk to paranormal. We'll maybe interview people if they want for the radio show or for the internet. 
basically, um, and stuff like that. So that's what's going to be going on. There's other things that I'm working on that I will uh, pretty much keep to myself at this time, but should be very, very interesting for the near future. Mm-hmm. So um, that's basically what we're going, what we have going on right now. Let me say Paranormal TV 24-7, all the June broadcast new shows are up, uh, approximately 60 different shows for people to tap into and watch. Um, it covers every, uh, a whole bunch of stuff with the paranormal. And uh, that's about that. Uh, for more stuff, let's go to the Unexplained World. Annette, what do you say we start bringing our guests on? I would love to start talking with them. I'm very interested okay. in that. Okay. We're going to go from top to bottom. Uh, and let's start with our first one. And let's see, click, click on. Okay, this should be Dwayne, known as Vampire Zulci. Uh Yep, that would be me. How you doing, sir? Uh, doing fantastically this evening. Okay. Tell us how we uh, say your name correctly. Um, well, you you did get it right. Um, Zulci. Okay, good. Name okay. that I go by, um, and it's not my real name, just for purposes of uh, protecting my identity, uh, mm-hmm. is Dwayne Marshall. Um, however, uh, within the community, within the scene, I'm known as Zilchi. Okay, uh, yeah. And the only reason I said your first name is because I've seen it on the, uh, on the videos, okay, on YouTube. So, um, the only reason I felt it would be okay to say it. Absolutely. Um, you're basically, when we look at the videos and that, it's like make a difference for the vampire community. And that's what you're... Very briefly, before we bring our other guests in, which and then we'll have like a round table, would you explain a little bit more about that? Uh, well, really, the the catalyst for that was um, I was kind of carousing around on the internet, um, having been a member of the community, just kind of you know floating around, uh, looking at things passively um, for about eight years at that point. Uh, actually, no, it was it was six years at that point. It's been eight years now. Um, but it was six years at that point, um, and I, I had noticed that uh, of all the mediums that we were using to communicate with other people and, and spread, uh, spread knowledge and the truth and whatnot, uh, we weren't using YouTube. And so um, there, was, there was one other person on YouTube at that point, um, but she didn't actually show her face, um, and a lot of her information was just kind of parroting back what she had read and uh, frequently asked questions lists and whatnot. Uh, and it really wasn't all that interactive. And so uh, as kind of kind of a whim, I decided, okay, well, I'll, I'll see if I can do something that's a bit more interactive. And so I started with my introduction, um, which was immediately picked up by a very core group of people. Um, and it, I would say that it had a very good reception. Uh, so I just continued on with it, and it's been running for about a year and five months now. Yeah, you have like 43 videos up there, right? Mm-hmm. Something crazy like that, and I'm way behind. I, I <laughs> to admit it, but I am way behind. It's just life gets in the way, you know. So yeah. um, I, I do have a lot of catching up to do, and much to the chagrin of my fans, I'm not updating as often as I would like. Okay. Let me bring another guest on right now. Um, we're going to go with, I hope I say it right, Zarika, is that correct? That is correct. How are you doing? How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Good, good. Um, Zarika, I got the email you sent me about, um, you know, where you started and all that. Why don't you just give a brief capsule of, you know, your involvement in the vampire community? Let's see. Well, I was gr- grew up with uh, a lot of things that uh, were weird and I couldn't explain. And, you know, I'm a curious sort, and I uh, looked around, and nothing really seemed to mesh like me. And then one night I was uh, working overnights for a radio station and playing on the Internet because it gives you a lot of time to play on the Internet. And mm-hmm. saw a, a show on Fox. It was called Freaky Links at the time. It was on for like a season and happened to click on that and saw a link to real vampires. And I thought, wow, how crazy are these people? So I clicked on the uh, link and 
it was linked to an article of, about real vampires and uh, looking at the psi or psychic vampire thing and going, hmm, that kind of sounds like me and that kind of sounds like me and like that sounds like me a lot and went through a period of thinking I was crazy and reached out to the community and that was about a decade ago and I've been around in various forms in the community ever since. Okay, okay. Let's go to our third guest, because I know Annette's got a bunch of questions in that. And uh, listeners, if you want to call in, the number is 646-915-9653. Okay, we're going to go to Corvus. Corvus, hello, did I say that right? Yes, you did, sir. Okay, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Nocturnum. Uh, Nocturnum. It's a slight derivative from Latin, uh, meaning of the night. <laughs> I know, Jed. <laughs> yeah. Um, for everybody listening, I do get tongue-tied, so I prefer to play it safe than <laughs> jump in there. Um, okay, sir, you're out of Fort Wayne, which isn't far from Annette, and you, I, I tapped on your uh, webpage with the store, the ninth gate, and I was very, very impressed with the well, goodies you. you got up there. Um, and that's a, that's a actual storefront, too, isn't it? Uh, it's a physical storefront. It's a web store, and we put out a magazine twice a year, and we're on our fourth year coming up this Halloween. All right, cool. And what is your background, may I ask? Well, I started out about six years ago with another storefront uh, uh, called uh, Pandora's Box uh, that... Uh, it got me interested in all sorts of things of, uh, shall we say, darker persuasion. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, I met some wonderful folks, uh, Monolith Graphics, uh, author Michelle Belanger, and uh, you know just bunches of other really awesome people in different walks of life in the dark subculture. And it prompted me to begin writing, and I wanted to self-publish it because I didn't want the interviews that I conducted or facts that I found to be stricken out by a redditor, uh, editor's red pen, so to speak. So Embracing the Darkness, Understanding Dark Subcultures came out five years ago, and uh, it sort of built uh, my writing career up to where I did magazine articles and you know got to know a lot of people in the different communities, especially some very wonderful friends in the vampire community. And uh, as time went on, I realized I'd only touched the surface of everything. So... I went forward and decided to write, you know, pretty much a book on every chapter that I touched upon earlier. Okay. Um, Annette, go ahead. Well, gentlemen, <laughs> it's a yeah, pleasure you're the, lady in the, you're the only lady in the group. How about that? I'm, I'm, yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, I'm, I'm a closet Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, but don't hold that against me. <laughs> um, I've always felt like there's a real romance about vampires, um, is that something that drew you? I mean, there must be a feel like some feeling of like power or that that vampire type energy that just makes you want to be a vampire. And gentlemen, please say your first. Um, you know, remind us who's saying what when you do speak up, okay? So we get. I'll point it at you, Zerika. I'm sorry. I said I pointed at you, Zerika, and get you started. Oh, um, I, I don't know, like. Uh, you know, of course, um, hey, I watched Buffy too, and I was, you know, read some Anne Rice here and there, but it really wasn't uh, a matter of being drawn to the vampire archetype more than a bunch of symptoms that was looking for, you know, a bunch of phenomenon that I had no explaining for that, uh, and I kind of stumbled on it. And a lot of people in the community really aren't totally in love with the uh, term vampire. But, you know, it's like anything esoteric like that. It's, uh, you know, the language, you know, it, you're trying to describe something that it's abstract. And you kind of borrow terms from the language that you have available and ended up that vampire was the uh, closest uh, foot to the bill. Okay. If that, if that answers your question. Yes, yes, yes. Um, how about uh, Corvus? What do you think? Well, I think uh, it's a little bit of both. It, it has to be a mixture of the vampire archetype, uh, the physical appeal, the raw sexuality that draws us to them, 
and it's and it's also uh, a mixture of the metaphysical uh, because with either uh, there's a power associated with either uh, the seducer, the vampire, and uh, the occult, which is true meaning is hidden knowledge. So that when you put both of those connotations together, there is a sort of magic involved in drawing people in. They're curious, they're fascinated, and you know they want to be attracted to that which you know intrigues them and frightens them a little. Absolutely. Okay, I can see that. You know. Um, I, I understand you know, what I've read and Googled and trying to do a little research here, that there are different types of vampires. Um, ones that are psychic vampires, some actually do drink blood. Um, can anybody help me figure out those varieties? I would explain it's like a different taste. You know, it's it's... And there's not really, you know, there's people who are steadfast in any category, but it's um, a preference. Like uh, you might like salad, and you know, next Edward may hate salad. And it's kind of defining finding things by uh, your taste and what you know, the source that is most satisfying to you, and that's in some cases easiest for you. So when you say source, are you talking about that which you draw your power from? Uh, energy. You know, it's um, it's um, in blood and in like psi planet. There's there's an energy, and that's the uh, distinction in is how you intake the energy. Energy. Okay. Do you, do you, does anybody wish there was a different termination or terminology? Yeah. Terminology than vampire. All yeah. the time. Because I know, I know, I wish there was a different one than psychic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anybody? Or are you all comfortable with the word vampire? Well, that's actually been kind of a community project. Uh, this is what you hear. Um, it's kind of been a community project to try and come up with another term, um, but everything that we come up with has just kind of fallen short. Um, because it's kind of like, uh, like Zurika said, um, it's a bit like trying to describe something using a limited set of words. Uh, like if I were to uh, walk up to someone on the street and say, hey, what would you think of if I were to describe to you a creature that is um, bipedal, looks like you, uh, yet consumes energy through either psychic means or by drinking blood? They've they might go, um, that's a vampire, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, it's kind of, kind of like that. Without going into too terribly much detail, it kind of, gives, <clears throat> kind of gives the mind a point of reference from which to base, uh, base their perception on. So if, if I were to say, all right, so here is uh, a set of conditions that apply to me, um, if I didn't preface that by saying, yeah, so I'm a vampire and here are these conditions that apply to me, then they might just kind of look at me funny and go, okay, well, you sound like you're fairly normal, except you've got some special needs. But then, you know, you, you throw in vampire there as a, uh, as a point of comparison and they kind of look at you like, okay, you're a nut because of what vampire has come to mean. But if you break it down, really vampire is just, it, it, it's basically a term that fits best. Really, I, I would agree with that statement. It's more of an analogy than an actual dementia of someone saying, "Yes, I'm a vampire from folklore and fiction." When everybody else is saying, "Yes, we enjoy the archetype, we we love the the finery, or you know the various aspects." But when you strip it down beyond the surface gloss, you're really looking at someone who pursues what their needs are more than mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I keep hearing the words uh, vampire community. How large of a population would you say is a vampire community? Oh, let's say, for example, in, a, in like a Chicago, Metro Chicago. What do you just? I'm sure there's no actual number that you can say, but in your opinion, what do you think? 
Ooh, that's that's a tough call. Um, that's actually a question I've gotten in, in a couple of emails about my uh, about my videos. I've gotten people um, asking me, you know, hey Zilchi, you know, uh, how how big exactly is the vampire community? Um, really, the best answer I can give on that is here in the U.S. alone that we know of, um, there are probably somewhere on the order of about ten to fifty thousand people who identify with the vampire archetype. Um, and then on top of that, you've got <clears throat> those out there who are unawakened, who, who don't know that they are vampires, but are still fulfilling the need, so to speak. Uh, so they're the feeding unconsciously, which is probably the most dangerous kind of vampire out there. Can you explain? Now, now, now you've got my curiosity up. Can you explain? Let's go a little bit further on not knowing. What what type of examples would you say would classify somebody like that? What would they be doing? Uh, well, basically the the whole thing with being a vampire but not knowing that you are one um, is that you're you're constantly subconsciously feeding on everyone around you, um, almost to a point of detriment. Um, if you say, notice that everyone around you is, is lethargic and starts feeling like crap when they're around you, um, <laughs> it, it would be fairly safe to say that you are uh, feeding on them subconsciously. Um, but, of, of course, the, the reactions come in a, a whole bunch of varied forms. Um, for example, one of my donors, uh, when I feed on him, he... Uh, he gets really loopy and stupid like he's just gotten on some kind of a drug trip. Um, whereas my, my girlfriend, um, gets to feeling like she's being wrapped up in a nice warm blanket and wants to pass out, you know? Um, so it's, it's really a varied spread of reactions that you can get when, when someone's being fed upon. But, um, if, if everyone just suddenly starts feeling different when they're around you, then it's fairly safe to say that you're either sensitive or you're feeding on them. Interesting. How do you feed on someone? Obviously, you have their permission. Obviously. Um, although it can be done without permission, that's considered a huge breach of ethics, and you don't want to do that. Um, so it, it varies from person to person, again. Um, okay. Uh, it, it's, it's really all about their perception of energies, and I'm sure as a psychic you're aware of this. Um, but I personally perceive energies as temperature shifts. Uh, and you can follow uh, Eastern uh, knowledge from, like, Eastern religions, uh, say, uh, in, in certain kinds of, uh, of Indian religion. Um, if you use your breath as kind of a focus for the flow of energy, um, say you concentrate really hard on someone's energy, you breathe in, you're absorbing their energy. It, it varies from person to person. Okay. Huh. I got a big question mark. <laughs> you know, Annette, with the readings I do. <laughs> because, yeah. Um, yeah. You shouldn't be tired at the end, Ed. It should be the other way I'm, around. Yeah, uh, because what I do when I do what I call psychometry one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. I put their hands between both of mine. I tell them I tap into their energy, into the little child inside of them. And I use that little child to describe their personality and how they handle things and everything else. Hmm. Well, for what for what it's worth... Um, doing any kind of energetic manipulation does take a bit out of you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So really what a vampire is doing is they're tapping into the energy, which does take a bit of expenditure, um, but then they're replenishing it um, by the most efficient means necessary, and that can take many forms for, you know, as many different vampires are out there, there are probably just as many different techniques. Okay. All right. Interesting. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Annette. Yeah, I'm just. I would. I would love to hear um, the other gentlemen talk about. The, I mean, I'd like to hear the technique um, of the feeding in your perception. Zurika, do you? Um, um, actually, what I tend to do is it's also least sufficient is it's called uh, ambient feeding, which is uh, can be as simple and, and frankly enjoyable as uh, going to like a. Uh, a movie theater where you know you're seeing an action movie 
and you know the people's emotions and they're excited and their energy gets up and it's it's you know, I would kind of liken it to uh, you know being a pulling out a radio signal out of the airwaves you know it's there and I take advantage of it and I I tend like going to concerts and going out and about I'm kind of a mm-hmm. social type and uh, you know I get a little here and there because you know it's the least efficient method but you know, it's also, um, you know, at least for me. Very available. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, oh, it's, yeah, it's readily available. And, and hey, you know, going out and I, I enjoy the energy where people are having the most fun. And I like being a part of that fun. And, you know, it, it's, it can be fun. But uh, also with, with it, it, there's, you know, the deeper you get in the feeding range, the, deep, the more information that you, you have, like the more, you know, well, most of us tend to be pretty empathic. And, you know, the deeper you go in feeding, the more intimate and the more information, and that can be uncomfortable. That can be overwhelming and also can be very, you know, um, spiritually, it can be spiritually satisfying on the other hand, but, you know, it can be overwhelming. Okay. Corvus, what, yes. what's your input on this and your... And well, uh, I approach all this uh, mostly uh, as a subcultural researcher and uh, a cult writer, but the vast amount of people that I've come to call friends and associated with, uh, I don't want to come across as you know overly skeptical because I've seen uh, examples of this. And when I encounter things from other people who are saying, well, you don't buy into all this, do you? And I'm like, well, have you ever walked into a room after there's been a serious argument and you feel tension in the air, or uh, you've been around people that you just feel drained as soon as you're done having a debate with them, or you know, just a mm-hmm. person alone. Sometimes there is an obvious feel in the air, and what I've come to understand is it's a lot like people that have other psychic abilities, ESP, um, uh, precognition and things like that. Uh, empathy, you know, is a word that was already used earlier, um, and that's about being sensitive to the energies around you. And like you had mentioned yourself, when you do a reading for someone through psychometry, you feel tired after you're done because it is uh, a mental exercise. So, what the vampire community has, in a sense, perfected, is how to reconnect to the energy vibe and get it back to replace what they have depleted and as long as it's done ethically according to various versions of the black veil I don't see anything wrong with that if the belief system is in place of usage then there should be ethics involved okay well Um, all three are representing this community very well bravo (laughs) Because, I mean, I think a lot of people, when they think, oh, no, my teenage son is going to go off and be this vampire thing, and he's talking about it, and look how he files his teeth and dresses in a black cape, you know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of that perception by everyday America, and I think that you guys are really approaching it with, you know, being very knowledgeable, and wonder. that's great. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is hey, still uh, kind of all. <laughs> but I would love to know if you file your teeth. <laughs> no. Okay. I, know, I, I, haven't, I haven't filed my teeth, but I have made it kind of a hobby of mine to uh, go on ahead and make tooth caps for people who are interested. Um, I got a couple of friends of mine who were like, "Oh yeah, well, because I I dabble a lot in uh, in the nightlife." around here. Of, oh, of I'm course. sure it can be fun, the dress-up portion of it, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Um, and and it's, it's not, all, not all the whole gothic industrial EBM scene uh, that, that we hang out in. Um, personally, I'm a raver. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I go to raves all the time because the energy there is just so awesome. Uh, but, um, yeah. Uh, this is Zarika who's talking? No, this is Ilji. Oh, sorry. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, d- down here in in Southern California, there really isn't a whole heck of a lot by way of the the gothic, uh, the the subcultures of the gothic persuasion. Um, oh, you're kidding me! I would think California would be, uh, you know, gung ho on that. So there isn't, though, huh? Um, 
the, the way Michelle Belanger put it, um, I had a conversation with her about this. I was like, gee, you know, it's it's amazing that you would you would think that there would be so much here in in California because of the because of the liberal culture here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she said that the way that it goes, and she's noticed this just through her travels across the world, um, that the more conservative the the daylight culture is, the more liberal the the night uh, the night side culture is. Um, and the, the same works in reverse. The more liberal the dayside culture, the more conservative the nightside culture. So, um, if if you were to go to a uh, a gothic club here in uh, here in Southern California, you would notice a very conservative demeanor. Um, you know, not not really loud, in your face, obnoxious expressions of self uh, that you would find in a place like New York where the lifestyle are seen as huge, positively huge. Um, so it, it's, it's kind of odd in a way, but at the same time, it makes sense. Uh, I would have to concur with that because I live in an area uh, in the Midwest, uh, in Indiana, where we call it the Bible Belt, and you'd be amazed at how many people from Fort Wayne to Chicago, you know, back and forth, Cleveland, in that general area, there's a huge crowd of it because it's a backlash effect of the more oppressed and puritanical the society that you live in, there's going to be uh, a counterswing to that. Well, Corvus, uh, Annette, who is the high priestess and all that, her old covenant, and she's not far from you, so <laughs> you're right uh, what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. We're out here waving a flag. <laughs> Then I have to make a trip to your store one day, sir. Uh Look forward to seeing like, you. Yeah, I'd like to meet you. I'm sure I could drag a nut with and uh uh also. But uh, Zurika, what area are you from? I am uh in Austin, Texas. Oh, you're in Texas. How is it out there? Well, Austin is kind of our own little liberal oasis in a uh, uh sea of redneck. <laughs> Okay. It's just a lot of fun. <laughs> Great live music scene. Very vibrant nightlife around here. And uh, I, I've never thought about that. And like uh, our small little goth club is not not anything really too flamboyant or you know or crazy going on in it. But it's a, a really liberal envi- environment around there. Now, what do you call your group? Now, do you have groups like? Um, I guess you could say. Using Annette again, um, being Wiccan, she's got a coven. Do the vampire community, do they have things? I don't know what to say. Um, we obviously have donors and people that are all mixing together. So th- is, is there that, some type of a group? Oh, there's zillions of different groups of all flavors that you can think of. Um, like... Uh, like uh, there's and there's online and there's offline groups. Uh, we have a more it's a more social group in in town here that we have and very small little gatherings. But uh, and you know we try to get together once a month and drink <laughs> and uh, talk and and discuss things. But you know there's larger larger houses and different organizations out there. Yeah, there's groups all over the place huh. of various. Wait, shapes and sizes. Do they have conferences or anything like that, or you know, for people that follow uh, the lifestyle? Oh, well, there's a yeah, there's conferences. There's there's a was a gathering in uh, around Cleveland this weekend, and there's uh, there's been uh, various gatherings here and there, little conferences. Yeah. Hmm. Tell us about the li- tell us about the lifestyle. I mean. Obviously, you three have some sort of a daytime existence. Um, is, is are there those though that kind of you know live it twenty four seven? Yeah, one conspicuous <laughs> example comes to mind. <laughs> um, uh, one really conspicuous example comes to mind, uh, and that would be uh, Don Henry. Uh, he's just kind of uh, made himself uh, around the uh, the image that he presented in. The, the television show Mad Madhouse. It was a reality show on Sci-Fi, uh, aired in like 2001, I think. Uh, March but, um, 2004, yeah. 
yeah. Uh, since since then, um, he's just kind of uh, let let the image and the lifestyle absorb him. So far as I know, um, I've never actually met the man, but um, that's just what I hear. So would he be like the the I don't know. You guys put somebody on a pedestal. Would he be the type of person that would be put on a pedestal, and everybody would, you know, use him as an example, or no? Or does that go uh, on? Well, uh, I am personal friends with Don, and uh, a lot of what he's trying to say on television as well as online is he doesn't try to be a spokesperson for the entire community, but just mm-hmm. as one example of the living embodiment and. Uh, you know, Mad Madhouse was just an opportunity to get the attention for the community, you know, overall. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so by day you guys are who you are, you know, in, I guess you could say in front of the general public. And oh. then you then... Or, do or, you there's not, or there's not a big switch over. Maybe there's not oh, that big. I mean, oh, go ahead. Somebody. Oh. Okay, fine. Um, I'll, well, I'll, I'll start uh, in. Um, this is Vilci. Um I am the part owner of a small business, so um, it works out very conveniently for me since I can basically make my own schedule. Um, since I prefer to be awake, alert, active uh, at night, um, that also works well because in addition to being the part owner of this small business, we're in the lighting business, ironically. Um, but uh, in addition to that, I also uh, program websites in whatever downtime I have with uh, running that. So um, it, it works out well for me, although I do know that lots of us in the community um, have to have to balance it a bit better than I do. Um, just, you know, I'll sleep all day if I'm given the opportunity. And I'm sure a lot of us are the same way, but, you know, having a, having a regular job at wherever you happen to work, um, has to be balanced, and that's really what it's all about, is balancing everything. Zorika, how do you handle it? Oh, well, like most of the people I know, know we have no idea about the vampire part. You know, it's, it, well, it's it's not relevant. It's not, you know, it never comes up. You know, if it, mm-hmm. and, and there's a, a bit of background, and I, I don't hold it against anybody. It's, I just go and do my stuff. I have a, a day job and go in, it's it, it's on a later schedule that I like, and uh, you know, I'd, you on the street, you would probably not even give me a second look, except for I, was, you know, I tend to wear black, but it's more of a lack of fashion sense than anything else. <laughs> but normally, okay. and everybody on the street, yeah. And Corvus, really. you're basically out there, and everybody uh, with the store and everything like that. There's no hiding yeah. on, or need to hide on your part, is there? You know, I've got an interview with our local newspaper the uh, middle of next week, and you know, being out there as a writer, as, as a store owner, things like that, and I've I've traveled a lot with various people in the vampire community, mm-hmm. doing shows and events like uh, Gothic Fest. I went to that twice, and you know, things like that. I have a luxury that unfortunately a lot of people in the community don't have. And that's that I can openly be who and what I am, wear what I want, and you know basically it helps my you know businesses to get out there what other people unfortunately have to hide in the shadows for. Right, right. Um, I'm going to bring in um, a little lady that's been coming in and on during the show right now, uh, Kathleen. She's my wife. Hello, Kathy. Hello. Oh, she just hung. I just lost her. Damn. Okay, she's probably didn't work. Right again, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, gentlemen, what would you? How would you recommend? And this, I know all three of you have different views. Um, what would you recommend for an individual that would be looking to, you know, get into this, experience it, etc.? Okay, we'll stop. We'll start in the order that I have as each listen, uh, listed. Um, Vampire Zelchi, what would you recommend for individuals, besides listening to your tapes, which are very good? Uh, well, thanks. Um, yeah, that's that's what I would recommend first, is, of course, to plug myself. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, go and have a look at my channel, you know, Vampire Zilchi over at, uh, over at YouTube. But um, 
what I would recommend, honestly, is to just get informed, as informed as you possibly can, um, because there's nothing worse than having someone uh, come to an event or come and meet you, uh, and you know they're they're wearing a cape and they've got their fake fangs in, and uh, they're trying to speak with a really miserably uh, attempted Hungarian accent. <laughs> um, you know, I seriously, that's the kind of thing that makes me want to kick puppies. Trust me, I love puppies. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, really, it's, it's the, the best thing you can do is to get yourself informed. Uh, best places to do that. Um, there's a website out there run by a good friend of mine, Sanguinarius. Sanguinarius.org is her website. Uh, she has all kinds of information. Uh, it can be kind of hard to dig through at times, but uh, all the information there is pretty good. Uh, you might also want to have a look at Sphinx Cat's website. That's sphinxcatvp.nocturna.org. Uh, she's got a lot of really good information there, and she also has tips for uh, vampires out there who may not necessarily be able to get the uh, uh, get the donors and get the uh, get the feeding attention that they uh, that they so desire. Because I mean, it's, it's not just psychic vampires; there are also the blood feeders out there. Um, and some of us, like myself, have the benefit of being able to feed on both psionic or pranic energy, um, as well as blood feeding every now and again when it's available. But it's definitely not as available as I'd like. And then there are those of us out there who just cannot do anything aside of blood feeding, which really is inconvenient. Um, so she offers some solutions on her website for how to how best to deal with that. Um, outside of those two sites, uh, there, you know, there, there are other, other communities out there that also are able to, uh, to help with cravings and uh, and just general information. But that's that's really the point, is to get yourself as, as educated as you possibly can about the community and about the condition itself before you try to get involved. Zurika, would you recommend people, I guess this is the best way of saying it, is do totally opposite what you see on TV? <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, is that the right yeah. way to look at it? Yeah, well, you know, True Blood or Twilight isn't a manual, and I, I just uh, I agree with what Zilti said. Go out there, read, get informed. Uh, we'll mention uh, the Michelle Ballinger's Psychic uh, Energy Codex and the Psychic Vampire Codex, and read, read, look, make decisions for yourself. Don't let anybody say that you know that you're this way or that way, but make an informed decision based on knowledge that you acquired through various sources. You shouldn't get anything from one source. Sanguinaris' site is awesome. Sphinx Cat um, has a great site too. But look at, you know, get a bunch of different points of view and decide for yourself. Okay. Corvus, on in the store and stuff like that, do you feel that uh, people come in with all this, you know, the newbies, I guess you could say, um, I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, they're all hyped up in the wrong direction as far as, you know, what they think about about it and stuff like that. Of course. Every day there's people that come into the store or write me on MySpace through my author site, and they're like, uh, well, I want to be a vampire, and I want to do this like I saw on, you know, Buffy or whatever. Uh, and I, I always have to point them to other literature that's out there, the websites that has been previously mentioned. Um what shows and things like that are, it serves as a springboard um, to get people interested in learning more. Now, it shouldn't mm -hmm. be taken as gospel. If you're really looking to learn more about the real vampire community, I'd recommend Joe Laycock's book that's just come out, Vampires Today, The Truth About Modern Vampirism, and a great number of Michelle's, uh, Melanger's works, especially the one called Vampires in Their Own Words, uh, there's a book of my own that's coming out in the end of July, and you know just browse around, read. Yeah, the book is coming out. Is uh, embracing the darkness. Is that the uh, one you're no, talking no. about? That was uh, the one that I put out five years ago. It's still selling uh, through Amazon and my personal site. The uh, dark subcultures was that the other one? Right. Okay. Uh, dark, uh, it's uh, embracing the darkness, understanding dark subcultures. Uh, was my first, and then the other one that I'm working on uh, putting out here real soon 
is called Allure of the Vampire, Our Sexual Attraction to the Undead. And there's two chapters devoted on the subculture at the end. Okay. What, what's, what's your web pages? If, um, you know, feel free to tell them, uh, Corvus. What's yours? We're going to work back. What's um, your uh, website? Corvusnocturnum.com. Um, there's theninthgate.com and then darkmoonpress.com. Okay. Publishing house. Okay. Oh, so you do publish too? You do your right. own self-publishing? Okay. Um, I I've done several books. I'm putting out a few by Michelle Belanger. There's other authors uh, like Raven Digitalis, and I'm trying to work with a few others to get their work out through it as well. Okay. Cool. Uh, Zarika, you got a website? I'll I'll, I'll just give a plug for my uh, house's website, house-quinotar, which is q-u-i-n-o-t-a-u-r dot org. And we have some uh, we have some articles posted on there about uh, vampirism and give it a look if you're interested. Okay, Vampire Zulci, you do have the uh, YouTube page. Why don't you give? Uh, I have my YouTube channel, um, which uh, is username uh, Vampire Zilchi on YouTube. Um, I've also got my own personal website, uh, which I'm looking to move to a better hosting provider with an actual domain name. Um, but for now, it's vampirezilgi.co.nr. Um, so you can go there. All my videos are, are there as well. Uh, I've got a forum. Um, I've got links to interesting stuff as well. Um, and I'll also go on ahead and plug uh, a couple of friends of mine here in, uh, here in California. Oh. I'm not a member of this house, um, but House Lost Haven, um, their, their website, uh, changes pretty much weekly because they've been having a, a debacle with their hosting provider um, and someone bought their domain name out from underneath them, uh, which kind of sucks. So, um, yeah, just uh, do a quick Google search for them, House Lost Haven. Um, good good bunch of guys over there. Now, what, what, what's the website that I I tapped into that you, you three individuals came from? What was the... Uh, the community it was like a vampire community site. What was that site? I can't recall right now. Uh, that would be I, probably the VVC. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's Voices of the Vampire Community. Um, it's kind of uh, well, how to describe it? Um, basically, uh, it's it's a site that's kind of there to act as uh, a, a distribution network for requests that come through. Um, so all of us, you know, we're over there. Um, the Atlanta Vampire Alliance runs that. They're based in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so, yeah, that, that's uh, what, what's what's that URL for that? I, I have the link for the forum, but I don't have the link for the actual. Well, let's give the name, and the people can look it up. They would be able to find it. What was the name again? Vampire Voices of the Vampire Community. Okay. Okay. I got to say, and I think Annette will agree with me, I'm very impressed with the three of you, his guests. I'm very, very impressed. Well, thank you. you yeah, guys we, really wanted, we really wanted to hear the, the, real, the reality of it, and I think you presented it fabulously. Yeah. I mean, we didn't want no, you know, we didn't want no, nothing over the top. And, you know, you guys did an excellent job, all three of you. Um, Annette, do you have any further questions for the gentleman? You know, the only thing that's kind of sticking in my mind, and I'm just pretending, you know, devil's advocate, I'm playing the, the, the person at home who doesn't really know, um, is if you described earlier in the conversation about feeling like you weren't part of the norm or, you know, what are those feelings that someone could identify and say, oh, that's me too, I guess I should go towards this. What are those feelings or those longings or those appetites that I keep hearing about that would help somebody figure out what they're up to, you know, what they're meant to do? Well, personally for me, uh, and I actually just found that, uh, that URL for the Voices of the Vampire Community website, so I'll go ahead and put that on there at the end of this. Um, but personally for me, uh, you know, I'd like to think I'm fairly well socially adjusted. Uh, I do have, you know, a a large number of friends uh, that I have retained, you know, before I uh, before I even decided to start going down this uh, this 
path here um, and, you know, embracing the, the vampiric nature. Um, but it, it, it's really, you get the feeling that there's, there's just something missing. I, I, I really don't know how to describe it. Uh, Zorika. It, 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 it is quite a fight of, uh, it's, you know, it, like I was saying, there's a bunch of weird stuff that, you know, you, you're, you feel people's emotions in, well, you, you discover an emotion that you're having is not your own, but came from somebody else. Um, and uh, a number of different phenomenon and it, and you, uh, if you look around and there's nothing connect, like, uh, I looked through a, a bunch of different communities, and, and it's like that doesn't sound like me. That doesn't sound like me, and uh, the, it's hard to give the specific of you know what part. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned, in, empathy uh, before, and if going to a community of empath didn't feel like you know it didn't resonate the the language that they use the. Uh, um, things that they described then just didn't sound like what I was experiencing. And there's it, it, a, a whole bunch of different, you know, things that you can't easily explain. Okay. So okay. somebody would have to try many things until they figure out how to get to the top of their mountain. Yeah, exactly. Right. And Corvus, you probably definitely suggest people by reading they would know then by reading um, the different articles. I, and I would say that Outside of uh, Embracing the Darkness, uh, Michelle's Psychic Vampire Codex is an awesome read. Um, just start looking around. I mean, uh, I don't want to pigeonhole it and say, well, it's all gods, it's all the metaphysical community, uh, psychics and things like that. But one thing I've come to feel is that the vampire community as a whole is an amalgamation of various other subcultural traits that blends together very cohesively, whereas others are, you know, they, they feel like an outcast or an outsider, even within, uh, say, the pagan community or something. Uh, it's taken a long time for the darker community people to feel welcome in any other circles. Now, when you say darker, I don't really think that we're saying it's darker. I mean, when you think of, oh, you know, white magic, black magic, it's that, you know, because I mean, you guys don't sound like you're up to any um, who I would describe as dark. Right, right. But I'm saying just the the archetype of the vampire and the whole predatory connotation yeah. with the imagery uh, kind yeah. of shies some people away from it. Sure, I can see that. And not not only that, but um, a few years ago, I went to uh, Pantheacon in uh, San Jose, which is a uh, uh, kind of pagan Wiccan sort of gathering um, that occurs once every year. A um, bunch of authors, a bunch of vendors. Um, really a good time had by all. Um, but uh, if, if you go to something like that and you're, you're talking with people who are generally open-minded about most things and you say, um, here's just for the sake of example, I, uh, I walked into one of the after parties and uh, was standing around talking with this guy who was uh, a member of a coven in, uh, I think he was in Sacramento. But uh, I, was, I was talking with this guy, and he said, so uh, which, which coven are you here with? And I'm like, I'm not here with a coven. He says, okay, well, then why are you here? I said, well, um, I'm here because I'm friends with Michelle Bellinger, who's, who's giving this, uh, this presentation, uh, and she's a member of the vampire community, and so am I. And he just kind of looked at me and was like, uh, again, why are you here? Really? <laughs> yeah, it, it's just amazing the amount of antagonism that you find from people who would ordinarily be so accepting of things that are not necessarily mainstream. Interesting. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, we got like four minutes left, so uh, they'll give me in another couple minutes. I'd like to say thank you to all three of you for being on tonight. Uh, very, okay. very interesting. Very and I interesting. Hope you enjoy- thank you so yeah. much for sharing. No All right. It's, it's, uh, maybe we could do it in a future um, um, because I know the lady you've been talking about, she's interested in being on our show in the future. So uh, 
I'll, I'll let you guys know, too, when she's going to come out. How's that sound? Okay. Well, awesome. Very cool. Yeah. yeah excellent. Thank but, you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. You, you guys did your community very well. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Okay. Thank you. Have good a good night. night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Yeah, it was pretty good, and I, I really, yeah. uh, really I'm educational. Impressed. I'm impressed. I, yeah, because uh, these guys, it was like talking, uh, like I guess you could say, businessmen. You know what I'm saying? As far as uh, you want to know, yeah, no you know, even when you know these channels try to portray the vampire community. You see our, you see Michelle, who's pretty, you know, knowledgeable and calm, and then you mm-hmm. see the wackos with the filed teeth. I don't, okay, I don't mean to call them wackos, but to me that's kind of silly to walk around permanently with filed teeth. Well, um, we like the guy we knew that walked around wearing a cape all the time. Remember? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. He just stuck yeah. out like a sore thumb when, it, you know, do you really want that? <laughs> you know. <laughs> So anyway, um, you know who I'm talking about, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we may even yeah, see I, him the twentieth. Who knows? Maybe, but uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I'm yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure he's they changed his way. Yeah, I'm very, 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 um, very impressed um, by all three of them. It was a very good discussion. Very, very educational. Um, and um, very respectful as far as uh, another different way of looking at it. You know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And when they talked about the energy, it's like, hmm, <laughs> no, I ain't going that way. But uh, it was it was very interesting. Well, okay, you know, I can see that, too, that sometimes it might be just unstoppable to suck you know what I mean? Like, you don't even consciously know you're doing it so much. I'm not saying every single moment, but from time to time. Not you personally, but, I mean, yeah. in general, people, you know? Yeah. So, well, like, I believe it was Elchi said that he loves going to the big gatherings. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because, right. Yeah, it's like being at a smorgasbord, I would imagine. So. Right. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's partying, having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to... Right on. I don't know, maybe I just look at it as maybe it's just a, you know, quick hit and boom, you're gone. You know, you don't have to, because there's so many there, you don't have to linger on any one individual. Yeah, you don't have to approach anybody and beg them to suck their energy. I mean, that works good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like our, next, our yeah. next show will be the day after the uh, insane, insane Asylum. And that will that should be an interesting night, uh, next, you know, the radio show, uh, and we will that will be June fourteenth, and our guests will be go ahead. We'll have Rosina. Uh, she'll be with us. She is uh, the leader and uh, running the Tutti in CME, and uh, she'll be with us, telling us all about what what's coming up and what she's been up to. So that should be nice. Yeah, and maybe I could get briefly somebody on to talk a little bit about the uh, experiences from the night before. At the yeah, that's a great idea. Island. We should do that. Yeah. Because so we all want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully I'll be here. Uh, listeners, that'll be June 14th, our next broadcast. Annette, I will give you a call in a minute or so. If okay. If that's okay with you. Yeah. Listeners, again, June 14th is our next show. Everybody, good night and thank you. Blessed be. Bye-bye.